This episode of Achieving Rally, the podcast, has been brought to you by HorrorPack.com. Do you like movies? Do you like mystery boxes? Now for the biggest question. Do you like horror movies? Yes. Yes, I believe you do. HorrorPack.com has your fix for both. Sign up. And every month you'll get four movies on either DVD or Blu-ray. Unless you sign up for both. Well now, how much is this fantasy of horror? The DVDs are $19.99 a month. The Blu-rays are $24.99 a month. Pretty much a deal right there. Oh, and tell them Larry Greenstein sent you from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Horrorpack.com It's what everyone is dying for. Achieving Reality, the podcast. This week, it's Quizapalooza. We've got a couple of quizzes and something else for you. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. See you at the end. Bye. Hey, Chris. Hey, Larry. What you got for us, Larry? Larry's internet quiz, motherfucker. <laughs> no need to get hostile. <laughs> How many of these conspiracy theories do you believe in? None. Next question. <laughs> so here we go. Was the loon the loon man? The moon landing. Was the moon the mood ring a real thing? <laughs> Was the moon landing a hoax? Yes, no, not sure. No. No. No, no we got rocks and shit. Seventy-seven percent of the people said no. I don't understand. That's the one I don't understand. I don't understand it a lot. L- uh, I don't know. Lee Hart as much effort as they had to put into faking the moon landing, they could have just gone to the fucking moon. They did. And then they faked it. We're on the moon! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they kept backing on the footage of been overexposed. You couldn't see what it was. They're like, oh shit, what do we do now? That Kubrick guy's working on a movie. Maybe he can help us out. Mm. Lee Harvey Oswald was just a patsy. Yes, no, we're not sure. He was like a class A asshole. Well, yeah, but I'm saying he was a patsy too. You think so? Yes, I do. Uh, I think he. Forty percent. I think he was up there and he he shot. I, I think he was. Oh no! I will give you. He was there. He shot at the president. Probably got a couple of rounds off, but that's not what killed him because he. That, it's not the correct angle for the dangle. He banked it off or something. Okay, magic bullet. Uh, 40% say not sure, 32% say no, and... Yeah, the magic bullet theory is a crock of shit. I know. And, uh, 28% say yes. 
Did a UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947? No. I don't know. Could have happened. I, I don't believe... If they did... Something crashed in Roswell in 1947. And that's, what it was is probably some kind of spy shit. Exactly. It was probably some uh, high orbit. They found a way to do a high orbit thing. It didn't... Some asshole on the launch here with a big weather boot strapped to him. Well, that's already happened, too. And weirdly enough, the guy's name was Larry. Crashed in a field somewhere. <laughs> we found an alien! He's incoherent. He's speaking some foreign language. He's, He's incoherent. <laughs> He's got a massive concussion. He's got a massive concussion. He broke his jaw. 41% say no. 36% say yes. 23% are unsure. Is Area 51 home to top secret extraterrestrial storage and research? Well, it used to be home to top secret stuff. I don't know what they do. It still is. No, they still... They they still make planes and stuff out there. And I honestly think 51, the reason it's so secret is because that's where they're coming up with all the killer ideas for all the newest technology that's coming out. I don't think so. I do. I think it's out there. I mean, military technology, not personal. Yeah, I think it's actually out there. So that people will look at it. And look at something else instead of what's really going on. Yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't be on Google Maps. They would blur it out. It was blurred out for a while. And then WikiLeaks said, it's here. Here's the coordinates. And so Google Maps had to open it. Because everybody already knew the coordinates. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Google Earth, you can zoom in on that thing. I mean, you can see the layout and everything. There's far too much detail there for it to be home to the top secret stuff that people say it's home to. I think it's, like I just said, I think it's mostly, it's mostly stuff that you're not going to need all that land for anymore. Oh, there's a fly in here. But, uh, like, it's, I I don't think it's so much them actually building stuff and then testing it out there anymore. I think it's, more computer generated and everything there. And I think it keeps all storage. Work. There might they be. store files out there. But it does say 51% say yes. Yeah, sure. Because that really coincides with the fact that 41% said no with the crash in New Mexico. 32% say no and 17 are not sure. Have humans been abducted by aliens? I don't know. I'm going to say no. Could happen. I think it's a lot of really, really stone people. <laughs> well, it could be. But, I mean, okay, well then why didn't they take? Why don't they take somebody like uh, uh, what's his name, the the new astrophysicist guy? Because we'd miss him. That's the point. Why wouldn't you? you then would... they bring him back, and he's <clears> like, <throat> "Holy crap! This is what happened." You kidnap Billy Bob from the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Well, if you're just doing biological research. Then you grab somebody who's a willing, uh, 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 a a mm. damn good specimen of America, mm. not or of the world, not some guy who's been drinking battery acid and smoking God knows what for thirty years. They're always grabbing the one guy who, when he comes back and he tells his story, they're like, "Yeah, you've been also living off of shrooms that grow out of horse poop for the last twenty years." Yeah. So, if you want to keep your activity secret, that's what you do. So 50% say no, I'm with them. 30% say yes, and 20% say not sure. Our crop I'm not cir- sure such a cop-out. Our crop circles caused by extraterrestrials. No, they're caused by people making Zeppelin album covers. <laughs> well, no, they're caused by guys going out there with special 
wooden platforms to flatten the stuff out. They're not that special. No. Just pieces of wood with like a piece of rope attached to both ends. That's literally it. It's two by fours and footwork. And they got grid paper. Yeah. 69% say no, 17% say not sure, 14% say yes. Oh, a friend of mine actually met a flat earther the other day. Oh my God. They were going out on a date. They met through, um, what's it, Tinder? Uh, yeah. The swipe left, swipe right thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be any good about that because I don't know which way you're supposed to swipe. I don't either. I think it's right is for the match and left is for no. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a 50-50 chance. So she she met this guy and they're sitting there talking and she works for the news out in Nashville. And he's like, oh, well, you're part of the problem. Because she th- he thinks she's one of the reasons that this conspiracy that the earth is round still exists. Oh, because Nashville's the hub of that. <laughs> No, my my yeah, that's actually kind of funny. My problem is okay. What about all those millions of pictures that have been taken from orbiting satellites of the Earth, from the International Space Station, from Skylab, and all those that show the Earth does this? So how can you prove that it's flat? Well, if it was flat, you'd see the whole thing. Well, that and if it was flat, cats would have knocked everything off the edge already. It's true. So. Uh, was 9-11 an inside job? No. And I am... Yes. Mass- what? Yes. It was an inside job caused by Islamic terrorists. It was a conspiracy of Islamists. They were Islamic, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay, so no, it was not an inside job. 60% say no, 26% say yes, 14% yes, are not sure. It was a conspiracy of Delta Airline employees. Yeah, that's exactly. No, wait a minute. What was it? American United or American? It's American Airlines. American Airlines. Yeah, right. Because it was symbolic. I love this one. This is great. Did Paul McCartney die and get replaced with a double in 1966? The odds are no. Yeah, it could have happened. Eighty-six. That is actually a more believable conspiracy than most of them. But they found a hell of a replacement. Yeah. And he should have been in the band in the first place. Exactly. Uh, so 86% say no, 7% say not sure, and 7% say yes. Imagine how good the band would have been if they'd had both of them in there. They're creepy. Hey, didn't I just... Hey! You guys look remarkably similar. Then we need to put one on this side of the stage and one on the other side of the stage. You know, and teach one to play right-handed and another play. <laughs> I'm so baked right now, I think I'm seeing double. No, no, you aren't. You need to find an article in Neil's book about that and make him read it. Oh, and Neil's of the Weird? Yeah, he'd blow his mind. Oh, McCartney, you know. I don't remember seeing any. I'll, I'll look. What? It's got to be in Wait, there. Wait, what? Paul, Paul McCartney? What? What? Did Elvis Presley fake his death? I'm doubting that one. That'd be a no. That's. Cause a, lot, I mean, a lot of people who knew him you know, towards the end said that he was not doing very well. He wasn't doing very well, and he was. Emotionally, he was just. And his girlfriend that was living with him at the time, the one who found him on the shitter when he died, was like, yeah, he would spend way too much time on the toilet and really strain because of all the pills. Mm-hmm. So, Did Tupac Shakur fake his death? I don't think so. No. I want to see how many say. Oh, only 17% said yes. That's actually surprising. With all the people out there that make a big deal that he well, did. Look at- that's not a conspiracy that seems realistic. Why would he? Why would he fake his death? 
The reason that they give is because he was a crip or a blood. He wanted out of the gang. The only way you can get out of those gangs is to die. And he wanted to get out and go and have fun with his money. So the one I hear the most of is he faked his death and moved to Cuba. So he lives down in Cuba. But now that Obama's opened, and it's the only thing that he did that was worth a damn, in my opinion, now that he's opened Cuba to America... There's enough Americans flowing down there. There's not that many Cubans. They, they basically all came here. Or they're playing baseball. Um, you're going to find him. He's going to stick out like a sore fucking thumb. I mean, mm-hmm. you know this guy didn't just take his millions, go to Cuba, and sit down and just get fat. No, he was writing. So he's got a house filled with books. All handwritten by him. Uh, just raps and lyrics. That's all he did in his time was write. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they say he's not dead is because they put out two albums after he died of stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, there's still enough to do another three albums or something like that or four albums. Kind of like Prince. They're like, he's got so much stuff recorded. We could put out albums for the next 10 years. He's got fully produced music videos. Exactly. Stored away in a vault. So I'm... I'm, I don't know if it's really a vault, but they call it a vault. It might be. Could be a bank vault. No. Alright, did Andy Kaufman fake his death? I don't believe that either. What, what's he been doing all this time? That is actually, in my mind, one, one of the more believable ones. But, I doubt it. Well, what, would he be, what is he doing now? Well, you know, he, when he was working on Taxi, he was still waiting tables. Well, right. But somebody would well, see... He busting tables. People Someone would have seen Andy Kaufman by now and been like, holy shit, dude, you're not dead. Well, if you saw Andy Kaufman now, would you recognize him? If you were waiting, I'm talking like within three months of him dying, four months of him dying, somebody would have seen him and been like, holy shit, what are you still, what are you doing alive? You just died. Hey, you know, what's he doing? Throwing the guy a thousand dollars, maybe that don't say anything? Because in that time period, it would have been okay. No. That's why I think all these fake death things are bullshit. But I don't think I've read about anybody claiming to have met Andy Kaufman after his death. I think I heard like one thing. That's the point. Somebody would have by now. But if there's anybody who's going to do it... Oh, yeah, he would do it. ...and keep it up this long, Kaufman would be the guy. I don't know if he could keep it up this long. Oh, I think so. I think he would have done the gotcha by now. No. That's the joke. 40 years or whatever? I think Kaufman would keep it up until he actually died. I I don't... I just... I can't... If that was what he was planning on doing. He would have to... Because it's... Severely change... The way he looks, acts, and talks. Because it was pretty unique. Well, most of the stuff you see him do, he's doing some sort of character. The yeah, real but... Andy Kaufman, you don't really know much about. Yeah, I don't know. That's why they were able to do the thing with um, Tony, what's his name? Oh, yeah, right. I know what you're talking about. They were actually able to change the person in behind the makeup because it was such a you know, departure character that when Bob's Smooter took over, people didn't even notice. Right. But that's also because of the makeup, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was just this and him just doing an act, like with maybe a different wig and something, well, people would know. But, I mean, that was that's heavy makeup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can kind of understand not knowing that way. I don't know. I'm still thinking somebody by now would have outed him. He's, no, he's probably been dead this whole time. But Yeah. So this next one is, does the Illuminati exist? You know, I'm going to say not sure, honestly. The only one out of all these, 
I'm on the fence about. Maybe, but how are they get anything done? Well, they don't. Well, no. What they're trying to do is destroy the world. So far, it's doing pretty good. No. Not doing too good. Well, I'm part of the not sure group, so I'm part of the 16%. 55% say yes. The Illuminati sounds like just perfectly normal paranoia to me. Yeah, exactly. Because it would be so hard to keep a... Even if you were the elite of the globe and you were able to, you know, you have, have all the money and all this stuff. I mean, you need to gotten shit done or you would be... Somebody would know about you by now. Someone would have proof. Well, that goes back to the whole Eddie Kaufman thing. These somebody would know. Stationary. What's that? These are the people who print their stationery. That's true. Their t-shirts for their family reunions. Yeah. Uh, is the Illuminati as influential as ever? That I'm going to say no. Well, it depends on your answer to the last question. Well, mine was not sure to the last question. And part of it is because I don't think they're as influential as they used to be. I think if they were, you might notice a different, a bigger shift in things. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like how we've got, to, how we've got Trump now mm -hmm. and people just hate him because he's not, he's not what people wanted they wanted someone else to continue with putting the entire country on welfare and he wants to make everything better and it's working mostly. If they were there and they said, well, no, you can't win. You don't have a choice. Then Hillary would be in office. But why would the Illuminati necessarily want Clinton in office? Because she would have continued the work that Obama's doing, which is, like I just said, I think the Illuminati are trying to destroy the world. It would continue to destroy this country and make us a socialist, communist, elitist country. And the rich would get rich, and people like you and I would be doing this podcast for free. But I'm going to say no to the that. TV reality is just as affordable as ever. <laughs> so 46% say no, 36% say yes, 18% aren't sure. Was the 2000 presidential election fixed? No. Which presidential election was not fixed? Yeah, they're all fixed. There's, there's goofiness in all of them. 44, Except maybe that first one. Well, yeah, because there's only one guy. 44% uh, said yes. 39 said no. 17 aren't sure. These people who aren't sure about anything, I don't think have a thought in their head. That's why I, they're not sure. Seriously. I think they go and they just read this. They're like, mm -hmm. click. And they don't really try to well, put like you anything hear people, behind it. You hear people talk about it. I haven't actually heard anybody seriously talk about it. Say like, well, I well, we think the undocumented Americans should have the right to vote. Have no. you ever encountered somebody who actually thought that? Yes. That wasn't a blithering idiot. Okay, well, no, not the second part. But I have run into people that think that. When you have been convicted of a felony, you lose certain rights. Right. If you come into the country illegally, you already committed a felony. You can't be given those rights that we have denied other people for. Breaking the law. Right. So either they need to go and go through the process. That's how it works. Right. I shouldn't be able to fly over to England and start, and vote for the Prime Minister. And start telling them how their shit should be handled. Yeah, well, we can because we beat them. I mean, I can go over there and do that, but they're under no obligation to listen to me. And they can throw you in jail like they've already done to one reporter who spoke his mind. Why should we take a stance different than other countries? Because we're us. I mean, we can, we're a pretty welcoming country, the people from outside. 
But just because you come you, in legally, just because you came in before we had the election, doesn't mean you get to vote in it. Exactly. I'm sorry, it's our business. All right, you go vote in your country. <laughs> yeah. No, theirs is a and then it, socialist uh, thing, and they don't get to the choice. And then when you get your paperwork finished, you can come back and vote in ours. Is the planet actually run by shape-shifting reptilians? Yeah. Why not? That's, that's Why where, not? I like that's for a better story. Uh, no. 88% say no. Do you mean literally, or do you just mean figuratively? Literally. But figuratively, yes. <laughs> Are the world banks... Maybe that's going to be my new insult from now on. Shape-shifting reptilian. What are you, from V? Maybe Neil should pick that up. That's too much. You think shape-shifting reptilian is a Nazi thing. That's too much. I think he'd get bored with thinking about it. Eh. No, it'd be like fascinating for him. Maybe you should introduce it to him just before one of Neil's meditations. (laughs) You need to get the reptiles and they shape-shift and they're in our government shit. They explain so much. Oh. I know I saw this one girl at the DMV, man. I could have swore she was an iguanodon or something. Iguanodon. <laughs> Are the World Bank This is the way she looked at me. <laughs> that sideways look thing, man. I wasn't there for a driver's license. I just needed an ID card. <laughs> Are the World Banks being used? Your wife needs a birth certificate. I'm here. No, she. he does need a driver's license. It's in the cost thinking about taking a trip. Oh, well, Klaus can drive. Ew. Well, the, Klaus is undocumented, right? So he has all the rights. Uh, No, he's, he's documented. He's here on a work visa. Oh, where's he working? I have no idea. Working? Yeah, there you go. Uh, are the that must wo- be why he has Scruffy. Well, Scruffy owns a beer garden. Yeah. Uh, Scruffy's worth a lot of money, apparently. He was talking to me the other day. He's like, hey, you gotta look at that, son. It was his bank statement. I was like, holy shit. How many zeros is that? Yeah, he's like, how many zeros is that? I was like, I don't know. It looks like nine or something. I said, like, wait, or some after, of those look like you wrote them in. Before right? or after this one. Yeah. Uh, the World Your Bank's... bank statement gives you more than two places after the decimal? They're very precise. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think all them half pennies go? They, they go to the sixth place. It's an app I got on my computer. Are the World Banks being used to create... Gus Corman gave it to me. A new... Who? Gus Corman. Oh. A new world order. To what? Are the banks going to be a new world order? Are they being used to create a new world order? No. Who's just being used to sow chaos? Oh my God. Like you go to the bank. It's like, okay, I've got... My pay check here. I want to cash. I got my bonus check here, and I want to cash it. It's drawn on Bank of America. If I go to Bank of America to cash it, they don't want to cash it because I don't have an account there. It's their check. Then I go over to my bank and say, "Well, Bank of America won't cash this. I need to cash this." They're like, "Oh well, we can't just cash it. We got to hold it for three days to make sure it clears their bank." And I'm like, dude, why can the liquor store cash it, but you guys can't? For twelve can. bucks. Sometimes it's worth the twelve bucks. It's not that deal with a fucking bank. Yeah, no, no. I, trust me, I don't. I don't blame. They've got rules at the bank that defy logic. Well, yeah, because they're run by the governments. The FDIC pretty much says, "Don't fuck off." And remember, if you want to deposit anything over ten thousand dollars, and that means ten thousand dollars and a penny, you have to tell the government, even if it's all cash. Especially if it's all Especially cash. If it's all cash. But uh, when we got the money to buy this house, no, no, that extra two dollars was a tip. When we got the money to buy this house uh, from 
uh, Marissa's mom and my parents, they helped us buy the house. The bank went, what, what are you doing? Well, buying a house. Yeah, but you, you can't deposit that much money in it one, one time. I'm like, yes, we can't. There's no law saying we can't. Well, you have to tell the government. They already know. We're buying a fucking house. <laughs> no. Well, but you can't say, buying a house. Look it up. This is a gift. This is a gift. There is no taxes to be taken from them. If you'd like, I can explain it to you. And the person, but Blanche White and shut up and put them in. But, you know, it's like, hey, fucking moron. Uh, so... No, yeah. I mean, you can't buy a house in this market. You gotta wait. Yeah. So that, 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 was, that was it. So it ended with the other world other world banks being used to create a new world order. 54% said new no. New world disorder. 31% said uh, yes, and 15% said not sure. I still don't like the not sure group. I mean, except... You know, since I had to do one myself. I'm not sure. Well, no, because they're conspiracy theories. Do you think? Not do you know? Yeah, exactly. Jackass. So there you go. We don't believe pretty much in any of the conspiracies, though we have our doubts on a couple of them. I think some are much more likely than others. Yeah, I'm still not... I don't think... I'm still not sure on the... uh, I'm, I'm not positive. No, I know for a fact that... Coffin's dead. I'm not How sure you know for a fact because I know he's dead. I'm a Jew. I know these things. Oh, is that what? Yeah, all Jews know each other. Remember that? It's a conspiracy. Yes, we need to finally have one. They've always been against us. We might as well have one. But uh, I'm really tired of people telling me I killed Jesus. <laughs> you knew Jesus? No, I didn't know Jesus. Oh, I'm not you, that old. And you could have done it. <laughs> True. See, there you go. It's hard. There, disproved. But your people, they knew Jesus. No, my people only know how to use the phone. They call your people. <laughs> they knew Jesus. They need an alibi. Are we, are we doing lunch? Yeah, we'll do lunch. They need an alibi. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, we only really kind of think about a couple of them are worthwhile. The rest are crap. <laughs> so uh, also, the, you have to admit the the nine eleven stuff. It's fascinating to watch them weave their stories. Uh, it just hurts my brain. Like though. loose change and stuff. It's a fascinating movie to watch. Not, not a bit of credibility in it. No, none of it. Oh my God, it's such a fascinating tale they weave. But it hurts my brain. It really does. When I watch any conspiracy, like that ancient alien show, mm-hmm. I feel dumber for having watched it. Well, you need to watch that Shining movie. The one that talks about what the Shining represents and it's a bunch of conspiracy theories about... One, you know, one guy thinks it's his confession to faking the moon landing and another one goes on about the treatment of Native Americans. And they're showing you all, all this symbolism from the movie and stuff. And this is really... It's called, what's the name, the number of the room? About two, two, 215 or 217. 221 or something like that. Yeah. It's called like, Room 221 or whatever it's called. Uh, Fahrenheit uh, 441. 451. That too. 441 was the yeah, that was the prequel. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Hey, it's hot in here. That's about it. It's hot in here, but I can't get this book to burn. <laughs> Wait, what's something that matter? The book won't burn. What temperature you got it at? 441? Oh, let's see it's not hot enough yet. I don't know why it wouldn't burn. Hey, look, stop watching it. It'll burn when you're not watching it. It's like a pot. It's pretty hot. I don't know why it's not burning. <laughs> so, cue uh, conspiratorial music. 
Tiens, le téléphone Tiens, t'as dit This is gonna cut it out. I don't know why you keep doing it. I'm gonna bring my bass down here one time. And go, what are you doing there for? Tiens, t'as dit I don't think this is going to work out the way you think, Larry. <laughs> All right, so this is the top 10 best comeback in parentheses insults. Oh. Number 10, bottoms up comeback. It's an English thing. Winston, if you were my husband, I'd put poison in your coffee. Unaffected by her sudden outburst, Churchill quickly replied, Nancy, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. <laughs> How long before we get to a gotcha? I don't know. Probably not that long. Uh, Nancy Astor was an American socialite who married into a wealthy English family of the Astors. She was actually the first one to be elected to Parliament, which makes her humiliation all the sweeter. She was <laughs> that is pretty funny. She was invited to a 1912 a dinner party located at the Churchill Estate, but unfortunately for her, she became extremely annoyed at a drunk, politically incorrect Winston Churchill. Finally, no. when she. Yeah, finally she explained, Winston, if you were my husband, I'd put poison in your coffee, which he then gave the great comeback. Nancy, if you were my wife, I'd drink it. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine. Ready, aim, fire. The best presidential comeback. This guy is a total dork. What? <laughs> it's Calvin Coolidge, and he just looks like a total dork. The next president dork face, <laughs> president butt wrinkle. The <laughs> the next situation involves the thirtieth title of the podcast right there, president <laughs> butt wrinkle. <laughs> the next situation involves. I'm gonna listen. This is probably all anti-Trump stuff. <laughs> a bunch of guys just laughing at their own jokes. <laughs> what kind of shit is this? <laughs> Eating peanuts and laughing at shit. <laughs> Stop! I gotta get through this. No one's getting through this. No one's coming out alive. <laughs> I don't care about that. I don't care how many listeners die. I just want to get to the point. <laughs> the 30th U.S. President, Calvin Coolidge. He was relatively quiet man. Was known for his brevity, though the few words he had made quite an impression, especially with his wonderful comeback. After an after <laughs> a few words he had. Could you please tell us about the current state of the economy? Fucked. <laughs> Next. <laughs> After an after-dinner recital, an acclaimed, heavily respected opera singer was invited back to the White House for a little funky funky. No, I'm kidding. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, perf- but apparently, performing for the president was quite a frightening experience, and a performance left much to be desired. During the performance, one of the White House guests remembered whispered to Coolidge, "What do you think of the singer's execution?" Coolidge calmly replied, "I'm all for it." <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. Number eight. Number eight. Well, you asked. The obvious comeback. No, I didn't. Mahatma Gandhi is associated with civil rights and nonviolence, but most definitely definitely not wit. As the following story will show you, Gandhi didn't have to fight with his fist, but simply had to use his words. After gaining fame for a campaign to promote colonial India's independence, he you're chuckling and I haven't even gotten to the funny part yet. What's with this airline food? <laughs> what do you know? You haven't eaten in years. Gandhi's telling jokes. <laughs> I can't lick a Jew. In a Hindu, yeah. walk into a bar. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. 
Does somebody have a sandwich? It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Gandhi traveled to London to meet with British authorities. The British were wonderfully curious about this strange little man. And Gandhi was come <laughs> curious you are. <laughs> <laughs> and Gandhi was constantly bombarded with questions. Hitting him with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> what a very short film that would be. God, he's meeting with the British authorities. <laughs> he's just doing the full Yoda thing. Um, what do you think of Western civilization? That's what a reporter cried out. And in a monumental moment that would define Gandhi's reputation, he replied, I think it would be a good idea. Cricket, 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 cricket. Go back to being Yoda, Gandhi. It was the same joke as before. <laughs> Seven! But it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Seven! Keep your seats. Oh, in- yeah, I'm... St- Starving, Larry. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your seats in an upright position. The greatest, the greatest. I can't. It'll speak. <laughs> Come back. Muhammad Ali once took a flight on Eastern Airlines in the seventies. A flight attendant. That's what was, she did in the seventies. It's true. A flight attendant was making her final checks on the passengers, but noticed Ali failed to fasten the seatbelt. She kindly asked him to do so, but Ali replied quite arrogantly, "Superman don't need no seatbelt." Not intimidated by the boxer's reputation and fame, the flight attendant then replied, Superman don't need no airplane either. That's pretty good. <laughs> I would love to have seen that one. Oh, he, he probably laughed his ass off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> please. He would pee, probably pee himself right there. Go, see, that's why I didn't have a seatbelt on. I knew it was about to pee. Number six, smell you later. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> the wildest and best comeback by Oscar Wilde. He was known for his comeback. Yes, he was. In fact, that's like the first sentence. That and something else. I can't remember. Foppishness? Yes, it's foppishness. Oscar Wilde was widely known for his wit and intelligence in plays, but he was no stranger to it in real life. After one performance of one of his plays, uh, Wilde went on stage to a welcome and warm reception. Many people applauded and threw to a laurel and a hearty. <laughs> Many people applauded and threw copious amounts of beautiful flora, but one unsatisfied person threw a rotten cabbage at the playwright. Wild picked. Why did he bring a rotten cabbage to the fucking play anyway? That's he had prejudged the play. <laughs> wild, he might have prejudged wild is what it was. He picked it up and replied with a straight face. Thank you, my friend. Every time I smell it, I shall be reminded of you. That's pretty good. Number five, War of Words. This is America comeback. Is that words with friends? Sure. Henry Ward Beecher was an abolitionist who liked to speak his mind. When the Civil War, they all did. When the Civil War took its start, Beecher traveled through the United States, attempting to gather support and favor for Lincoln and his Emancipation Proclamation. He said the Union would beat the Confederates in 60 days. Yeah, it took a little longer than that. Yeah, I think you missed the spread on that one. Yeah, by a lot. During his travels, and when he made a trip to England, this was used against him. At that time, the war was still a very sensitive topic. Among the British, due to the Americans winning the Revolutionary War, while he was speaking in Manchester, one hostile man cried out, Why didn't you whip the Confederates in 60 days as you said you would? He hesitated for a second, but then replied, Because we found we had Americans to fight this time, not Englishmen. 
He was promptly hanged <laughs> by his own petard. Four, wake at your own risk. Oh, it's another Churchill. Winston Churchill makes this list again. In his early career, he was at a meeting and another member was giving a long-winded speech. Churchill began to close his eyes and fall asleep. At the sight of this, the member became visibly angry and shouted, Mr. Churchill, must you fall asleep while I am speaking? Instead of making an attempt to apologize or cover it up, Churchill simply replies, no, it's purely voluntary. <laughs> Number three, face the truth. You know, 90% of people do with our podcast anyway. They listen to it when they sleep. What are you talking about? We do it when we're recording the damn thing. I've been asleep for the last hour. Huh? Huh? <laughs> we stopped eating those peanuts. I was done. Good night. Well, when you stop something, you're done. <laughs> ah! <laughs> a joke! <laughs> not a good one, but a joke! It's a start! Abraham Lincoln was not the most attractive of presidents, but he was, in a sense... He was loverly. ...almost fascinatingly ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little harsh. Okay. It's pretty bad. During a debate, Lincoln was accused by his more hostile opponent of being two-faced. Lincoln and <laughs> Lincoln managed to accomplish what few men have done before. He defended himself without insulting the other man and even poked fun at a flaw of his own, all in the same sentence. Lincoln calmly turned to the crowd and said, If I had two faces, do you think I'd be wearing this one? Our 16th president, Henny Youngman. <laughs> Free the slaves, please. <laughs> the ugly truth. Oh. Winston Churchill makes this list for a third time, proving him to be one of the world's wittiest people attending a party in London. Churchill once again was drunk and intoxicated. No. No. <laughs> An obvious extremely astute woman from Parliament, like Nancy Astor, the first entry, apparently was irritated by Churchill's mannerisms. When she finally had enough, she came up to him and yelled, Winston, you're drunk. He may have apparently been drunk, but that didn't affect his cognitive functions, as he merely replied, You're right, Bessie, and you're ugly, but tomorrow morning I'll be sober. So there you go. That's a funny one. Rude. Just rude. The man was rude. Yeah. Funny as shit. <laughs> and number one, properly equipped. This final comeback needs no explanation or introduction. One only needs to read the interview excerpt for him or herself understand its greatness. Female interviewer. So, General Cosgrove, what things are you going to do to teach these young boys when they visit your base? General Cosgrove, we're going to teach them climbing, canoeing, archery, and shooting. Shooting? Isn't that a big irresponsible? I don't see why. They'll be properly supervised on the rifle range. Don't you admit that this is a terribly dangerous activity to be teaching children? I don't see how we'll be teaching them proper rifle discipline before they even touch a firearm. But you're equipping them to become violent killers. General Cosgrove, well, man, you're equipped to be a prostitute, but you're not one, are you? And there you go. The top ten oh, best. That quickly. Yeah. It, nothing from Groucho Marx. Which is weird. They've got three from Winston Churchill, but nothing from Groucho. And then they had the Gandhi one in there that was. Well, I mean, I can understand, like, you don't include the ones from the movies. Right. But, but his normal everyday. Yeah. I mean, the man was... So this is a restricted club. Yeah. Well, my son's only half Jewish. Can he go in the pool up to his waist? <laughs> exactly. I would never belong to any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Q, uh, top ten. Top ten game. 
<laughs> cue Tartanier. This is gonna be you going Tartanier, Tartanier, Tartanier. Tartanier. <laughs> top 10 that's right top 10 strangest fasophiles all right you ready for this yeah i thought you were doing it i am we'll do it all right number 10 idealism idealist theory says there are no foundational beliefs said our beliefs exist in a system of interconnected perceptions with this theory, you can ultimately conclude that no belief is more important than that. In the end, this theory is extremely circular. If a certain belief is true because it coheres or fits with others, then what do they cohere with? Sadly, there's no answer. In the end, you're stuck in an infinite regression. Where nothing is real. Exactly. Let me take that up. Okay. Uh, you're the- not real! I'm not. Leave me alone! I'm just a figment of your imagination. Take your top ten list to shove it. <laughs> You're not real. Number Ten's nine. not real. No, who? Ten. Oh. Nine. Innatism. Innate ideas. Innatism states that the mind is born with an already loaded with ideas. The as already well low as capacity for thinking. Yeah. Already loaded with ideas as well as knowledge. This view was created in order to disprove John Locke's idea of the human mind being a tabula rasa. That dude from Lost? Sure. That is eventually filled throughout life with experience. The theory holds that we already know simple mathematics truths such as 2 plus 2 is 9 and the truth about God. What's well, the new math? Oh. <laughs> 2 plus 2 is 4. And, and truths about God. But if this theory is true, why do humans have a hard time adding up large numbers? 1,359 plus 3515. And no, they do not give the answer. Rude. And if we have these innate ideas, why doesn't everybody believe in the religious truths? Like there's only one God. His name is Bob. J.R. Bob Dobbs. And how do we know we learned something? Could it be that we just remember it? How do we know we learned something? Yes. And how do we know that something we learned is accurate? Exactly. How do I know that Hitler was in charge of the Nazis? I could have been like Fred. No, Fred's too lazy for that. Number eight. Was it the mustache? Might have been. Is Hitler's the only one anyone can remember from the pictures? It's got to be him. He's got that weird little mustache. It's either him or Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin was head of the Nazi party. There you go. He was headed by a Jew to kill off all the other Jews. There could be only one. It's the Highlander. The Jews are Highlanders. Anti-Semitism. Yeah. Animism. The belief in animated characters. Close. Animism states that when looking at souls and spirits, the two not only exist in humans and animals, they also exist in such... This is the force. They also exist in things such as rocks, plants, thunder, mountains, thunder mountain, and other objects. Many... So this is the Matrix. No. Uh, many argue that animism is only used in cultures where religion and society aren't as built upon science and math. Many critics explain that the philosophy of animism is only used to provide answers to unknown questions. I can't believe the rock I run over on, on an unpaved road wait, has wait. a soul. It provides the answers to unknown questions? Yes. How do you know their answers? You don't know what the question is. I don't know. 
You should have asked that question. Now I got to figure it out. Stop staring at me like that. Don't stop saying things like that. Number seven, logical. Number seven. Logical atomism. Logical atomism. Yes. And the answer is? <laughs> Who is Bertrand Russell? Pop <laughs> Popularized by Bertrand Russell, the theory states that the world consists of logical facts, a.k.a. atoms, that cannot be broken down any further. It also states that all truths are dependent upon a layer of atomic farts, I have facts. Therefore, the theory... <laughs> I, I killed made me. Yourself laugh. <laughs> I killed me. You made no one else laugh. <laughs> not in Iraq, not in France, not in... Germany. There, well, if I wanted to make him laugh in France, I'd been, hey, man, the boys in the Not New Jersey. <laughs> Therefore, well, maybe New Jersey. Therefore, the theory asserts that language mirrors reality. This is just one philosophy that I don't understand. In the end, it says that the world is just made up of then facts. How are you explaining it? I don't know. The world is made up of facts and that are, that are extremely simple and easy to comprehend. Okay. Or it could be number six, deconstructionism. Or consists of lies. Given the name and by falsehoods. Jacques Derrida. Is any relation to Curly Joe Derrida? <laughs> no, I thought it was Curly Joe Derrida. <laughs> uh, He's whoever the joke depends on him being. Exactly. Mm, crunchy. The theory says there is no one meaning when observing a piece of text. Oh, this is the liberal agenda. So I see your shirt. It says straight. Yes. But I can interpret that multiple ways? Apparently. Uh, instead, a text has several different meanings. The theory also states that... <laughs> the concept that everybody at home thinks you have a shirt on is just a straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, people keep asking, so I <laughs> go ahead and label myself. <laughs> straight out of something. Straight out of uh, New My York. Ass. New York City. No, I'm not. You know, I've never been in your ass. You leave that to Klaus, that's his job. The theory also states when given a piece of literature, the reader ultimately decides what the meaning is, not the text in the book. I used to find mm -hmm. I used to find deconstruction pretty valid, but in a sense, it does make literature meaningless. Reduce and reduce the meaning of something so much it in the end has no purpose. Well, there you go. Number five. I don't think they mean taking it to an extreme where you're like reading Old Man in the Sea and you're like this is a story about fundamentalism in the Catholic faith. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie about a guy with a fish and being old. There you go. Five. I think I think you're free to determine what the themes are yourself. Yeah. Because that's what you get out of the story. But not to the point that you're dictating what the story is based on what you think it should be. Yeah. You're not going to argue with other people about it. The fish is just a metaphor. It doesn't mean that at all. It's man. actually a lobster. A lobster? It's a lobster. Is, is that like a lobster but different? It's like a lobster barrister. So it's wearing a wig? Yes. Is it powdered? Well, it used to be. No. It got wet. Oh, there you go. So it's glue, really, now. Yes. Number five, phenomenalism. Phenomenalism. Phenomenalism states that any physical objects do not exist as things in and of themselves, but only as perceptual phenomena. 
Meaning, hey, I'm so happy that lid was on. Meaning we can't. It doesn't really exist, Larry. Yeah, but it would exist all over the carpet if it did. <laughs> Meaning we can't know anything is real beyond what we perceive and verify. Despite how neat it sounds, phenomenalism has issues. So well, basically, like if Marissa comes into the room, walks out the back door here, and around the corner, we can no longer be sure she exists? Yes. What do we consider verified? What about math? What the fuck happened math, to her? Math surely is real. It doesn't require sensory perception. You gotta be able to see the numbers. No, not really. You gotta be able to sense the numbers. Yes. Because five plus five... If you don't know that it says 5 plus 5, then the math doesn't exist. So it does depend on being able to sense it. So, number... The answer doesn't depend on what you say. Exactly. Number four, ethical egoism. And the picture is Hitler. The picture is Larry. (laughs) No. Ethical egoism states that moral agents ought to do what is in their own self-interest. Oh, chaotic neutral. (laughs) Basically, it is necessary and sufficient... For an action to be morally right that is able to maximize one's self-interest. This means that we can only act on certain morals and actions because of our own self-interest and that these actions are right. The theory would also basically support that stealing money is all right as it feeds our self-interest and brings a higher reward. I'll tell evangelists. There you go. Uh, world church leaders. I'm getting a name. I'm getting a name. Is it Debbie? Is it Debbie? Come on up here, Debbie. I'm, I'm going to touch you inappropriately. We want to say you're healed. I'm being told you have a limp. Well, I limped up here from the 16th row, so yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking limp. <laughs> Thanks, Kreskin. <laughs> Three, moral absolutism. In my mind, nothing is more absolute than fuck. So moral <laughs> absolutism doesn't work for me. The theory holds that there are absolute rights and wrongs no matter the context of the act. This brings up one of the more popular philosophical questions. Is it okay to lie for the greater good? Let's say you tell a lie to save a life. Is that morally wrong because lying is seen as wrong? Who knows? It never ends. Then you start wondering if morals are even real. What's the philosophy, though? That is everything the, is, is everything's black or white. Oh, so, so you would not lie to save a life because lying is wrong. Sure. If you follow this philosophy. Well, no. If you're saving a life, but it's okay to... Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, something like that. Fuck them. The, the theory holds that there are absolute rights and wrongs, no matter the context of the act. So if you're lying to save a life... You're wrong for lying. You're wrong for lying, but you did a good thing. So it's right. No. That wouldn't be an absolute. It's true. That would be an exception. To the rule. Two. I guess you won't be joining that philosophy anytime soon. No, it's too confusing. No, it's, it's actually not confusing. Well, I don't believe in... I do believe in black and white, but I don't believe in that ridiculousness. That there is only this or this. There cannot be any shades of gray. There's only 50. From what I've been told. I saw it in a book somewhere. Yeah. There are a few movies about it. I saw it on a book somewhere. I've seen it inside the book. Number two. Neutral monism. Neutral monism. Or monism? It's monism. Neutral. Neutral monism says that the mental and physical are not two fundamentally different things. 
Instead, it holds the view that the body and the mind are made up of the same material. Adam's going over that. Yeah. Which isn't mental or physical. It's political. Only problem I see with this theory is that it is entirely mental. Is it not? The, the whole thing's is, mental. The theory assumes the mind is real and relies heavily on mentally ability. And do we experience outside of our minds? Perception, sensation? Where do they fit in? And there's a picture of Groot. I am Groot. No, you are Chris. I am Groot. No, you are Chris. And I am Groot. One. <laughs> I leveled up. <laughs> wow, I got really fancy for that one. Let me guess. It's a, it's a weather alert. It's going to tell me it's about the rain. A brief rain shower will begin around 11 minutes from now. The rain will be light. See what's coming. Well, you just told me. Solipism. What? Solipism. Solipism. That's number one. Solipism? No. Solipism. Solipism. S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. Solipism. Solipism. I'd have to say that solip- got that listeners solipism. I'd have to say that solipism is what made me want to write this list. By dictionary definition, solipism is a philosophical theory that states that a person can know nothing but that she he exists and that the self is the only existent thing. In common words, solipism expresses that you what are you doing? I'm looking at all you non-existent things. Oh. That you believe that you are the only real thing. Talk about extreme egocentrism. I think I'll start a solipsism club. How? I don't know. You get a bunch of fake people to stand around with you and talk about how real you are? Apparently. So there you go. That's the top 10. Stop poking my desktop or laptop. Let's make see if it's real. It's real. You don't know that. I do know that. I'm touching it. it and I'm the only real thing in the room. So. No, I am. No, I am. No, it's said in the article that I'm the only real thing in the room. No, the listener is the only real thing in the room. Uh, so there we go. That's the top ten strangest philosophies. Weird. Strange, not weird. I didn't do the weird one. I said it's weird, and you're not real, so. I know, I'm just a figment of your nightmares. Yeah, a figment of something. <laughs> a little undigested potato, perhaps. All right, so there we go. Uh, real either. Cue um, top ten thing music thing. Top ten thing music thing. Holy shit, you made it through another Achieving Reality the Podcast. Hope you enjoyed everything you heard, and the quizzes came out just as you expected. So, for Chris, Marissa, and everybody else involved in the podcast, this is Larry saying, Quizity, 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 quiz, quizity, quizity, quiz. Chips. Dun, dun, dun.
This episode of Achieving Rally the Podcast has been brought to you by, well, us. <laughs> Here at Achieving Rally the Podcast. Hey there, Achieving Rally the Podcast listeners. I know you've enjoyed us for the last five years. Well, I've got news for you. We're now available on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. Log on to your Spotify account, look at the menu bar along the top, and click on the podcast. Then, search for Achieving Reality, the podcast. It's amazing. Now there's multiple ways to listen to my wackiness and Chris's snark. Achieving Reality, the podcast, now on Spotify. Go ahead, take a listen. Mm, click.